Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is Tips for Travelers, helping you make the most of your precious time and money on land, at sea, and on the rivers of the world. With me, your host, Gary Bembridge. With cruise lines now pretty much able to sell their ships out completely at 100% or higher capacity, I want to tell you how you can hunt down and find cruises and cruise ships that are not going to be completely packed to the rafters. This is the techniques that I use. I got used to, of course, during uh, when cruising started again after shutdown to ships that had 50 to 60% full of passengers so there was loads of space and actually it was great not having those crowds around. That has kind of evaporated. So here's how you can still find cruises that are not going to be packed. By the way, if you want to know how to deal with crowds on a cruise, I do have another video where I talk about you know, how you can plan if you booked a cruise and you think it's going to be jam-packed full, how you can deal with that. The first and simplest test of all is if you possibly can, which I can, is avoid school vacation time completely because this is when pretty much every single itinerary, whether it's in the Mediterranean, Alaska, or the Caribbean, those big popular areas, will be jam-packed full. And they'll be selling at over 100% capacity because you'll have uh, you know, mum and dad or parents or whatever, and you'll have one, two, or even three kids sharing a cabin. So for example, I went on MSC Virtuosa to the fjords. Now, just before the school holiday period, that ship was sailing with basically full with double occupancy of 4,000 500 passengers. However, the week afterwards when school holidays started, it was selling with 1,500 passengers more. That was 6,000 passengers. And of those 1,500, they were all kids under 18 and they were all sharing cabins with their parents. So it was jam-packed full. So avoid school holidays. And even lines that used to traditionally be more adult-only uh, are attracting more families. So I've seen lots of comments and I've experienced that on Celebrity when I sailed in school holidays on Edge, traditionally more of an adult line. Holland America, when we went at Christmas time, again, packed full with kids. And I've seen that even on ultra luxury lines like Seabourn. You'll see lots of comments now with people talking about how many kids are on board, which again means that ships are full because they're sharing cabins in most cases. Avoid school holidays. I am currently recording this and I'm on an expedition cruise in Greenland on Hapag Lloyd. Now, even here, because it's school holidays, there are kids on board this kind of cruise. And of course, they're doing things like taking over the pool and just, you know, being a little bit crazy at times. So avoid school holidays on any itinerary if you possibly can. Closely linked to that is my second tip, which is avoid any major public holiday weekend or 
kind of public holiday, whether that's Christmas or Easter or any of those times, which may or may not be within school holidays. We booked a Holland America cruise over Christmas and it was round filled. There was 500 kids on board, which is, as I mentioned, kind of so unusual for Holland America because it was a key holiday time. So there's short cruises over bank holiday or holiday weekends, avoid those like crazy. Of course, not everybody can avoid school holidays if you've got kids, so you are much more restricted, but I will have some tips how you can deal with that a little bit later. But if you do have the flexibility, my third big tip, which is what I use the most, is cruising at shoulder periods. So these are kind of the beginning and the end of a season. So when are these shoulder periods? Well, if you talk about places like Alaska or the Mediterranean, that really is May and September, so the beginning and the end of the season. It's before the school holidays, it's before everything kicks in. So I love going to Alaska, for example, in May. You can push it a little bit into June, but it's often quite busy. Certainly in the Mediterranean, you can often push into June. In the Caribbean, that then tends to be November, early December, January, early February time. That's again the shoulder periods in between the big kind of vacation, spring break, all that kind of stuff. It is probably one of my most favorite things of choosing a cruise is shoulder periods. Another fantastic choice, which is my fourth option, is repositioning cruises. This is when the cruise lines are moving their ships between the major cruise regions. So, for example, they're moving the ships from the Caribbean to Alaska or to the Mediterranean. So that normally happens around about uh, the sort of April, March, April time. They're shifting uh, ships there, they're repositioning them. Uh, so it's a great time to get a cruise, say, across to the Mediterranean. Uh, and you'll find they send them back around about September, October time. Now, repositioning cruises tend not to sell out. They tend to be great prices, and so they're not normally jam-packed. And definitely, they're unlikely to be having second and third occupancy because they're not in school holiday time. Repositioning cruises you can also do uh, to and from Australia these days. So, for example, when the ship's repositioned from Aust at the end of the Australian uh, summer, their summer season, again around that March-April time, they head up to Japan and they'll go to places like Alaska or return to Europe for the Mediterranean season. The fifth thing that I look at, and I learned this a little bit the hard way, is regional departures. So you'll find particularly those regions where cruise ships don't sell a lot, they will often be jam-packed full because, you know, the catchment area, they don't have a lot of choice, so everyone in that area will pile on. Now, we discovered that when we sat out of San Diego on Holland America, uh, Conningsdam, because it basically, you know, it did, Holland America doesn't sell out there that often, and so it attracted, you know, a wide range of people and it was jam-packed full. So lots of cruise lines in, the U in North America, like Carnival or Caribbean, Norwegian are starting to sell out of smaller, more regional ports, and those settings tend to be very full. You'll see it even in places like the UK, if they're selling out, ships are selling out of Liverpool or Newcastle or Scotland, those ships will tend to be very full because it's kind of unusual. So if you can avoid regional departures, that's another way of avoiding busy, busy ships. The sixth option, which is more limited, but definitely works, is to book adult-only lines or adult-only ships. Now, there aren't many of these, but the advantage with those is they're unlikely to be sailing over 100% capacity because you're not going to have kids and people sharing cabins. You don't have a lot of choice here. So the, the main ones you've got are Viking, which is pretty costly. Then, of course, you've got Virgin Voyages, which is sailing out of, uh, you know, they're sailing in the Caribbean, they're sailing in the Mediterranean, they're going to start sailing in Australia and, you know, wider and more places. 
uh, you have to be over 18 to go on those cruise lines. Out of the UK, you have slightly more options because P&O Cruises, the big cruise line selling out of the UK, they have a couple of their ships dedicated to adults only, Arcadia and Aurora. At the time of recording, you also got Saga Cruises, which you have to be 50 plus or traveling with someone 50 plus to go on. And even Morella Cruises, which is part of TUI, uh, they will, they on some of their ships, do adult only sailings. But that's one way, of course, of sort of guaranteeing that it's probably going to be uh, at worst case, you know, full capacity, and those ships tend to be quite big and spacious anyway. My seventh key tip, which is one that I love both because I travel a lot as a solo traveler, but if you see cruisers that are doing a lot of solo deals, that's a good one to focus on for two reasons. One of which, it normally means the ship is not sailing full anyway if they're starting to do lots of solo deals. So, for example, I've just booked uh, another expedition cruise, this time on Seaborne Pursuit in Australia because they were doing a solo deal because I know it probably wasn't sailing that well. And many of my expedition cruises I've chosen because they're doing solo deals. Uh, and generally those ships have been pretty quiet. But if, they, if you see any sailing that's doing a lot of solo deals, it's a good one to choose because it's probably it's not selling very highly. But even if it does sell highly, you're going to have one person per cabin. So it's a really great thing to look for even if you're not traveling solo. Of course, another way to do it, which is much more costly, is to sail on smaller ships because they just are quieter. So you can talk about things like Oceania, which have about 1,200, but they have the smaller ships of about 700, which is like Azamara as well, the same R-class ships. You've got Windstar, which go even smaller, uh, you know, 300, 400 people. But those are much more costly, as are the more premium ultra-luxury lines, Seaborne, Silver Sea, Crystal, Region 7 Sea. They are smaller ships. They have a very high per passenger per space ratio, but that is going to be much more costly than any of the other ones that I have suggested. If you have any great tips on how to find cruises that aren't going to be jam-packed full, uh, let me know in the comments. If you found this interesting and want to get more travel tips, go to my Tips for Travelers YouTube channel for weekly videos, weekly live stream Q&As, and quick 60-second tips. There's a link in the show notes. But also, why not consider becoming a patron on Patreon to get additional patron-exclusive videos, ebooks, and one-to-one -one travel advice? Visit patreon.com slash tipsfortravelers, where travelers is spelled the UK way with two L's. There's also a link in the show notes.